In his letter to the Romans, Paul has been saying some hard things about the Jewish people and their faith. He has been telling them about truths, which for them were very difficult to hear and even more difficult to bear. However, there is no anger in Paul's message. It is Paul's one desire that the Jews might be saved. Paul readily admitted that the Jews were devout and zealous for God, but he also knew that their zeal was misdirected. The Jewish law was based on meticulous obedience of the law. The whole Jewish approach was that by obedience to the law, a person would win credit or find favor with Almighty God. But Paul taught them that because of the redemption brought by our Lord Jesus Christ, man was no longer faced with the task of satisfying the law, but now he need only to faithfully, faithfully accept God's love, mercy, and forgiveness, which he gave freely to all. Paul said, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. In order to be saved, a person must believe, must believe that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead because the resurrection of Jesus Christ is our essential Catholic Christian belief. Catholics must not only believe that Jesus lived, they must also believe that he lives now. And they must not only know about Jesus, they must know him. They must not only know about Jesus, they must know him. Paul goes on to say, for one who believes with the heart is so justified, and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The statement simply means that a man must not only believe in his heart, but he must also confess it, confess it with his lips. Our Catholic Christian faith gives us the responsibility and the ability to profess our faith in word, deed, and action through the sacraments of baptism. At the conclusion of every Mass, we are charged with exercising that gift when we are told to go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Here, we too, as faithful Catholic Christians, are given the charge to proclaim and profess our faith. In accordance with our fasting and abstinent regulation, fasting is to be observed as a minimum on Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, and Good Friday by all Catholics who are 18 years of age but not yet 59. Additionally, abstinence from meat is to be observed by all Catholics 14 years old and older on Ash Wednesday, Good Friday, and all Fridays of Lent. Therefore, there are only two days of compulsory 
fast that we are required to observe during the entire season of Lent. And as far as abstinence from meat is concerned, some of us do not eat meat on Friday. But if we do, if we do eat meat on Friday, another form of penance is required. Not optional, is required in accordance with canon law. Therefore, for many of us, abstaining from eating meat on Friday of Lent is not a real difficult sacrifice. In today's scripture, it tells us that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during that time, and therefore Jesus fasted for 40 days. This temptation story shows us the method by which Jesus proposed to win men to God. It shows him rejecting the way of power and glory and accepting the suffering of the cross. There would be no way, no way that we could know this story of Jesus' sojourn in the desert unless he told it to his disciples or his apostles himself. For us, there's no temptation to turn stones into bread or to leap from a high temple because for us, those things are impossible. However, those temptations are things that Jesus was capable of doing as the Son of God. If anyone has ever lived in the desert, you know that it is a dry, vacant, and desolate region. It is in that type of environment that Jesus Christ was tempted. Jesus willingly went into the desert for 40 days, wrestling with the problem on how he could win and convince men to follow him. The tempter, knowing this, tempted Jesus and let him come to realize that he could use his miraculous powers to bribe people into following him, and therefore suggested that Jesus turn stones into bread. But Jesus came back and said, one does not live by bread alone. In other words, we will never find eternal happiness in material things. In the second temptation, the devil took Jesus up to a high mountain from which all the civilized world could be seen and said, worship me and all of this will be yours. It has been given to me and I can give it to whomever I wish. It was like the devil was saying, strike a bargain with me, compromise just a little with evil and men will easily follow you. Jesus said, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. It was like Jesus saying that there can be no compromise in the war against evil in this world. In the third temptation where Jesus was led to Jerusalem and made to stand on the parapet of Solomon's temple where there was a sheer drop of 450 feet, the devil said to him, 
throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Then Jesus said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus gave an emphatic no to all the devil's worldly temptations and stressed that senseless experiments with the power of God should never, never be attempted. And with these words, the devil departed because he knew he was defeated. Just as the devil wanted Jesus to come over to his side, the devil also wants each and every one of us to come over to his side. He wants our immortal soul. And therefore, we are tempted near every day of our life. But like Jesus, we have to be strong and avoid temptation, the occasion and the near occasion of sin, and continually, continually say no to the devil's temptations. Lent is not only a time for fasting, but is a time to seek forgiveness of Jesus for all the times that we have sinned and trespassed against him. Here at St. Peter, we have the opportunity to receive Christ's forgiveness not only on the special days of Lent, but every single day of the year. If we have serious sin on our immortal soul, we must not wait another day. Come, come and receive God's love, mercy, and forgiveness so that when our great coming home day does come, we will be spiritually ready and hear the Lord say to each and every one of us, now enter into the kingdom prepared for you since the beginning of creation. <laughs>